Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. If you've got your Bibles, we've read this before. Genesis 1 verse 1. So we're doing this series on creation. We kind of did a quick overview last week on Vision Sunday. And, uh, you know, this year for our church is the year of the soul. God wanted to bring health to your soul. You know, your soul is valuable. I love what it says in 3 John 1 verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Come on, who knows that God wants to give you a prosperous soul, right? The soul in the Hebrew talks about the life force, the, uh, the drive, the thing inside of you that actually helps you achieve things in life. And so really this year is about really focusing on that and you know, allowing the Holy Spirit just to breathe life into your soul. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about vision. Everyone say vision. It's always good to begin the year with vision, amen? And so I want to just talk to you about some ideas about vision around Genesis 1 and verse 1. And the Bible says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. There was evening and there was morning. It was the first day. So let me explain to you what's going on here. The Bible says that in the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? Boom, in one moment, he created it all. Milky Way. The galaxies, the clusters, the groups, the planets, everything. In one moment, you know, I was reading an article a few months ago, back in October, the scientists discovered what they would say is the oldest galaxy in the universe. It's called Hyperon. Hyperon. They've only just discovered it after thousands of years. And here mankind is still discovering the depths of the universe, but God creates it in an instant. In one moment, he creates all the stars and the galaxies and everything that they contain. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 could be translated, in the beginning, God created everything. He ordered the cosmos. And then out of that, we get the account of God ordering certain parts of the universe in the following verses from verse 2 onwards. Now, you've got to remember that we are reading the account of creation from Earth's perspective. So we're not on Mars or on planet, you know, Jupiter or whatever. We're reading it from Earth's perspective. And the Bible says that the Earth was formless. Darkness covered the surface of the deep. Now, the word formless in the Hebrew means uh, 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 chaos. A lot of chaos, a lot of stuff going on, formless. There's darkness covering. We don't really know, none of us were there. We don't really know what that actually meant or how that looked. But as far as Hebrew scholars would be determining, they would say it was just like this kind of this soup bowl of just something and nothingness and chaos and clouds. And maybe there was a bit of ash or maybe there was some substances that we don't even know today. But there's just this kind of soup bowl of activity in chaos and in that. The Bible says, God says, let there be light. And the light of the universe shone upon that. And then as a result of it, God began to clear the way. And he began to form earth. And what I love 
is that even before God forms the earth and creates the oceans and the land and the trees and the plants and mankind, even before he gets his hands dirty to shape us as a human being, he illuminates his workspace. He brings light to his surroundings. Church, he lifts the darkness. He lifts the fog. He gets rid of the chaos. He clears the way to bring order into the world. There's almost this idea that he settles the dust so that he can begin a wonderful work. And this is the powerful idea right at the beginning in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. God illuminates. He clears the way. He separates the darkness. And I wrote this in my notes, that a healthy soul is a soul that is full of vision. A healthy soul is a soul that is not clouded in darkness, that is not full of debris. It's when the dust has settled that God is able to do something great. I pray this year in 2019 that God gives you clear vision for the year ahead. That you don't get caught up in the muck and the dust and the debris of life, but that God gives you clarity this year in 2019. I love what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 23. For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light. Correction and, and instruction are the way of life. Psalm 18 verse 28 to 29. You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God who turns my darkness into light. Church, he did it in the universe, and now he has the ability to do it in our lives as well. Take the dark areas of our life and turn them into night, into light. Um, day one clears the way. Day one lights the way. It's the same in our life. God wants to clear the way. God wants to light the way. God wants to clear the way, ready to do a significant work. You know, when the fog is lifted, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, and God begins to fashion the earth, we see a process. We see a course of events, a step-by-step -step process, a day building on the next day, a procedure, a course of action that has been built on the previous action. You know, every day in creation, there is a new progression. Every day, there is another level. Uh, at the beginning of each day, there is a new morning. At the end of a completed task, that God has created a foundation for the next day. On one day, he creates the ocean. On the next day, he creates the fish in the sea. God is creating the next level every single day. Creation is not a block of activity where God wipes the slate clean and starts again. Every day, there's another level. Every day, there's more detail. Every day, there's more activity. The next day is built on the day before. The previous day is a foundation for the next day. The next day is a foundation for the following day. He has a plan and he begins his plan by clearing the landscape. And I would say this today, that a healthy soul begins with a healthy vision and healthy vision begins by clearing the landscape ready for God to do something supernatural. Clearing the way. You know, the Bible talks about the clouds and talks about the darkness. You know, there's many different types of clouds and ash and darkness that can cloud our lives. I'm going to give you a couple this morning. There's the cloud of chaos. It's not evil. It's not bad. It's not problematic. It's just chaos. 
God speaks over the chaos and brings order to the chaos. You know, the reality in life, often we are dealing with chaos, just the chaos of living on the earth, the chaos of balancing multiple plates, the chaos of dealing with unexpected situations, the chaos that other people put upon our lives, the chaos of circumstances that come across our way that we never expected, just the chaos of life. Who's ever lived with a bit of chaos? You know, just last week, I had a busy week, and Tuesday is always a busy day. It's full of meetings and and, uh, you know, stuff that we do uh, in the church. And we had our team night, the, the, the Tuesday night, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, packed the place out. It was awesome. But I had a, uh, uh, quite an intense meeting Tuesday afternoon, not in relation to this church, but just a whole bunch of ministers got together from around the nation, talk about different challenges and difficulties and things like that. I don't know about you, but I love tense meetings. <laughs> Especially when I'm not the centre of them. You know, and this meeting was going well. There's a few tense moments, a few robust conversation moments, a few moments that I was throwing a few things in, getting a few things coming back my way. You know, and that went on for about three or four hours. It was in the city. I, I finished that meeting, and then I was driving straight from that meeting into our team night here on Tuesday night. And you know, I got home that night. I was thinking about the meeting, thinking about the chaos of that meeting, and. The next day, I was getting up early, taking my son to school. My son, Nathan, I have a routine. Uh, I'll take him to school. From there, I'll drive to church. And uh, he was talking. I'm talking to him, but I'm thinking about these meetings, about the chaos of these meetings. And, and uh, I arrive at Belgrave Heights Christian School. I, I drop him off there. I said, see, Nathan, I drive off. I get a phone call about 10 seconds later. Dad, I left my bag in the car. Little did I realise as I drove off, he's trying to open the door, trying to... <laughs> he was highly embarrassed. It's not the first time I've done that. I did that last year. I actually had the boot of the car open. I drove off with the boot of the car open. <laughs> the chaos of life. God looks over the chaos. God is not in the chaos. He's above it. He can help your chaos this year. You know, we often hear this phrase in business, you know, just don't work in the business, work on the business. God just doesn't want to work in your business. God wants to work on the business of your life this year. Right? He can help you in your chaos. The, the second cloud is not only the cloud of chaos, but it's the cloud of darkness, the dark cloud. The Bible says that darkness was over the surface of the deep. I saw this the other day, this, this cave that is located in Mexico. They say it's one of the most dangerous caves in the world. And there's a sign that doesn't sit on the surface of the ocean, but it sits already well beneath the surface. You have to go to a certain depth in order to see this particular sign. And you arrive well below the surface of the ocean, and there is this particular sign that is on the edge of a chasm, an edge of another labyrinth of caves. And it makes this statement, it says, stop, prevent your death, go no further. More than 300 divers, including open water scuba instructors, have died in caves just like this one. I love this phrase right at the end. There is nothing in this cave worth dying for. Don't go beyond this point. There's no gold. Right? There's no Jack Sparrow. 
There's nothing. Right? It's a great statement. You know, church, and things that can cloud our vision, the debris that can come into our hearts, the cave of our minds, the dark places that we can allow our hearts to go to. I don't want to sound really heavy tonight, today, but let me say this. Often when it comes to vision, we allow our lives to be clouded with some dark things that are just not going to be healthy for our souls. Constant discouragement is a dark place. Constant fear is a dark place. A constant lack of confidence of my abilities is a dark place. A constant revisiting of past failures is a dark place. Sometimes we have to put a line in the sand. Sometimes we have to put a sign up in our own heart saying there is nothing that's going to help me going into that dark place. It is only going to bring death to my vision. There is nothing good that I will find if I actually go to that dark place in my own life. Come on. You know. I've realised this. When I've talked to people about vision or a loss of vision, where they have felt vision robbed, you know, often it's not about the outside circumstances, but it's actually that their vision has died because of the caves of their mind. Sometimes we need to say, I'm not going any further with this thought. I'm not going to entertain this idea. I'm not going to engage in this conversation that I have with myself. I'm not going further with this cloud-forming, dust-creating, night-inducing thought. I'm not going to go any further with this cloud-forming, dust-creating, night-inducing thought. It is only going to create a dust storm. It is not worth bringing death to my dream. You know, and I want to challenge you over these next 21 days, right, to actually bring leadership to your soul, to bring leadership to your mind, to bring leadership to your emotions. Going, I've been there before and that cave has brought nothing but death to my vision. But I'm going to make a decision this year that I'm not going to go to the depths of the depths again, but I'm going to believe in the Holy Spirit that's going to come and illuminate in some of the dark places of my life. You know, there's a scripture in Psalm that is really powerful on this thought. Now, it sounds really confronting, but I'll explain the idea to you when we read it. Psalm 7 verse 14 says this, whoever is pregnant with evil conceives trouble and gives birth to disillusionment. Whoever is pregnant with evil conceives trouble and gives birth to disillusionment. So just think about this for for a moment, right? Often disillusionment in life comes from unmet expectations. I said we have an expectation on people. We have an expectation on things. We have an expectation on scenarios. We have an expectation on God. And so we believe for things and we put hope in people. We put hope in people's response to us in our time of need. And when those things don't meet our expectation, we get disillusioned. Who's ever been through a disillusioned period? Okay, I'm the only person. Praise God. Right? Okay. So rather than looking at why life hasn't behaved the way that we would hope it would, this passage actually challenges us to look at ourselves, to go back to the debris in our own lives and revisit the reason why we set that expectation. The word here means disappointment. Listen, it means in the Hebrew, a breach of faith. So rather than looking at why people have breached our faith, and then we say, I had no vision. I have no expectation. I had vision, but you know what? 
people just disappointed me and I've lost my vision. The Bible says go back to what is happening in your own heart because you can control what is happening in your own heart. You can set a new expectation. Years ago when I was serving in the church world and I had certain expectations of what would happen and those expectations were not met. I remember going through a season thinking all I've done is served, given my best, nothing's going the way that I want. You know what? I don't even know whether I want to do this anymore. And God spoke to me very powerfully and said, Matt, you can continue to believe man to open doors or you can continue to believe that I'll open doors. You know, you need to change your expectation. And often in disillusionment in the things of life, we just put our expectation on the wrong things. It's incredibly powerful when we actually think this way, church. God says you have the power to fix this. You have the power to shift this in your life. You have the power to shake free from disillusionment. Praise God that the Bible says that God hovered over the chaos and the darkness and God brought life and order to both. The second thing is this, is that clear vision is a result of the Spirit of God moving. It's a result of the Spirit of God moving. The Bible says that God's Spirit moved over the universe. And everything went from cloudy and misty and murky and chaotic to clear, ordered, night and day, limits and seasons and times. Acts chapter 2, at the beginning of the church, the birth of a new spiritual order. Peter, look how Peter describes the move of God. When the day of Pentecost got poured out and people started speaking in tongues and people thought these guys were crazy. And Peter begins to describe it. He refers back to a prophetic word that Joel gave back in the Old Testament. He said this in Acts chapter 2, verse 14, Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Let me tell you what's going on. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will see visions. Your, uh, so your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. They will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Notice this prophetic word in relation to the move of God has got to do with what we see. It's got to do with our vision. He doesn't say, you know, we're going to build great buildings. He doesn't say, you know, we're going to do a whole bunch of other stuff. He goes, you're going to have dreams. You're going to have visions. You're going to prophesy. You know what? I've started to have more dreams. I'm nervous about that particular passage. Young men see visions, old men dream dreams. It's wild to drive that one home. Men and women will prophesy. You've got to understand the prophetic word in the Old Testament was, was only referred to the prophets. Prophets are very different to the gift of prophecy. The prophets in the Old Testament would actually rule nations. But just like a king would rule a nation, there were times that Israel was ruled by a prophet, right? So we're talking about a significant anointing. We're talking about a significant utterance that would shape a nation. And Joel prophesies this crazy word, which I bet you in those days they went, this is never going to happen. 
that the average man in the street will have the ability to prophesy under the unction and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. What's he saying? He's saying the way that God moves in our life is that he gives us a prophetic revelation about our future. He gives us a picture of the future. He gives us a revelation about where he wants to take us. You see, God wants to give you fresh vision in 2019. He wants to give a prophetic utterance over your life. He wants to give you a perspective, a new understanding about where he's actually taken you. You know, many people struggle to get out of chaos if you don't have something to go for. God just doesn't want to give you a natural vision, but God wants to give you a supernatural vision. God wants you to not to be pregnant with the stuff that has hurt you and crippled you and broken you down, but God wants to make you pregnant with His Word, who is life-sustaining, who will bring blessing and health into your soul. You know, I really believe that often we underestimate the power that the Word has to do that, to actually make us pregnant with fresh vision to birth something new in our spirit, that when we read the Word of God, there are things that jump out. You know, often we get so spiritual about the prophetic. You know, growing up in the Pentecostal church, you know, you know the days of people coming down the front and, and giving words, and often they'd give a word out of the King James. It's like God could only ever prophesy out of the King James. Thus saith the Lord. You know, it's not all that spiritual about God just putting a deposit a deposit in you about your future. You know the prophetic, the word prophecy means to declare a thing under inspiration. To be inspired to declare. To declare a thing under inspiration. Church, God wants to inspire your life over the next 21 days. He wants to give you a fresh word for some of the things that you're facing right now. He wants to give you a vision for your future. He wants to give you a dream. Maybe today you've lived in chaos. Maybe today there's been dark clouds. Maybe today you've allowed your heart to go, go to places that really are not being beneficial to your future. God wants to make you pregnant with his word this morning. He wants to birth something new in your own life that, you know, when you've got a word from God, there is no dev, devil in hell that can actually stop you. Come on, who knows that? When you know that God has spoken to you about something, when you know that God has placed something in your heart, when you know that has been a word from God, there's something in you that grabs hold of you and you keep pushing through, you keep pushing through, you keep pushing through. And I really believe over these next 21 days, it's not just about getting closer to God. Let me say this, I, I'm under the firm belief that you can't get more of his anointing. He's given you everything. It's not like, you know, that if you pray more, he's going to give you more of his anointing. But when you, when you pray and fast more, you become more acutely aware of his presence in your life and you become acutely aware of the things that will hurt him and the things that will make him glad over your life because the bible says don't grieve the holy spirit so when you fast and pray what the musicians to come when you fast and pray you become a lot more acutely aware of the way the spirit of god moves in your life i realize this about the anointing if i just work out where god is going and i just jump into that river he's going to take me where i need to go Right? If I'm acutely aware where God has taken this church, not built on me, built on the touch of God, I just need to flow into where God is, what God is doing. I was saying this to someone the other day. I said, I've never, ever had to push a door open. As long as I was right in the middle of the will of God, just being obedient to God, God seems to just open doors. You know. 
But I do believe this morning that God wants to stir your heart for the prophetic this morning. I do believe this morning that it may happen now, it may happen later, that over these next 21 days that God is going to birth something new in your expectation, in your prophetic art, where God is taking you, a dream for the future, a vision for the future. You know, an expectation that is not just built on a natural outcome, but an expectation built on a supernatural outcome. We are a prophetic church. I believe that God is going to raise a whole bunch of prophetic people that are going to inspire people all across the globe, you know. But it begins with us hearing the voice of God for ourselves. I pray that you would hear the voice of God over these 21 days. You get a revelation from God, you know. It's great when I prophesy over you and I give you words and, you know, and we preach and all that. But when you get something from God yourself, when you get a word from God yourself, when something leaps out of the pages of the Bible, just changes your whole perspective there are many times in my devotional walk when I am praying in the morning God will speak to me about what's happening that day or the day after I'm telling you so many times on just the smallest things I read that God's an unusual scripture and literally that scenario will take place literally that day or the day later and it's almost like God gives me wisdom on how to deal with that scenario right or God will say, hey, listen, I know that your natural reaction is to get fired up. Right? And God speaks to me, just back down. You know, this is one more word. And then, oh yeah, you're right. And just the wisdom that has come out, not through who I am, but the wisdom to deal with complexity in my own life has been profound by me hearing the voice of God on a regular basis. That's what it means to be about prophetic in your future. Allowing God to lead you and to guide you. But God wants to give you vision this year. God wants to give you a fresh vision for your family, a fresh vision for your finances, a fresh vision for your business. Sometimes the fresh vision is you're on the right track. When we go from Adelaide to Melbourne, sorry, when we go from Melbourne to Adelaide, right, and to visit our family, we drive, I look for the signage to make sure that we're on the right pathway. I don't wake up and go, oh my goodness, you know, we're driving to Queensland. Oh, that's just not going to work, right? You know, 100 kilometres to Adelaide, 50 kilometres to Adelaide. Sometimes the word from God is you're on the right path. This is the signage, you're doing well. Keep going, well done, good and faithful servant. Keep pressing through, keep believing for great things. You're gonna get there in the end. I love that with Bianca and Andrew. Eight years believing God, eight years believing God. Eight, there is no doubt that they, that they would have had moments of inspiration at the altar call, worshiping God where God was speaking. Come on, you're on the right path, keep going. I'm gonna bless you. I'm going to open the windows of heaven over your life. Can I pray for you for that this year? Can I pray that you get a word from God this year? Can I pray that that word is going to carry you through the chaos? That word is going to pull your heart out of the darkness? All of us have the propensity to go too far with some of the circumstances that we go through in life. You know, someone hurts us, someone upsets us. We can, we're on the edge of the cliff. We can take that scenario too far and drop on the precipice rather than pulling ourselves back. You know, I know that often and you talk about going deep. Sometimes we go too deep. Sometimes we go too deep. Sometimes we just need to let some things go. You know, don't cross past that point where it just becomes an endless cycle of discouragement and hurt and pain. I really feel as I'm sharing this, I'm, I'm speaking to someone here this morning. Don't go through that endless cycle this year. Draw a line in the sand and say, I'm not going over that precipice this year. I'm making a decision to be pregnant with the Word of God this year. 
and vision and faith and expectation. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.